0: Land. My name is Sebastian Rickoff, and this is
1: Rowan Wood, and this is Across the Stars, where if it's Star Wars, we cover we it. We cover And so today, we are closing out our uh, prequel movie reviews with... Our, I think we agree, Sebastian. We agree that this is the best prequel. Um,
0: this is by like by far. There's yeah. no... No discussion. Revenge of the Sith just sort of takes the cake here.
1: Of course, um, so I, I believe it's also the shortest one of the shortest prequels, which I think is interesting is because the most happens in it, arguably.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think Phantom Menace might be a little bit shorter, but still, you know, you would think of something as packed as Revenge of the Sith to be pretty long, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Really weird. yeah. Um, so. Well, I would-
0: See, so I realized that was what you know, it was somewhere around like the the 40 minute mark is where i thought that the halfway point was because i feel like especially that introduction scene that's very yeah. direct too
1: yeah yeah um, so one thing that sebastian and i have been um, comparing throughout our our prequel movie reviews are the number of pages of notes that we have while watching that we took while watching these movies and so um, for Phantom Menace, I, I believe I had 6, and for Attack of the Clones, I, I had double that, which was yeah. 12. Uh, and for Revenge of the Sith, I have 7.5, so, like, in between those. Sebastian, what was your, how, how, how do your pain you count see, stack up?
0: My first one was 6.5, uh, Attack of the Clones was 5.5, and, and then this last one here is also 5.5, and, and I'm convinced that the only reason Attack of the Clones... Had more notes, is, or not technical, Phantom menaces because I watched the deleted scenes and gave them their own page.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole Sorry. episode on Star Wars deleted scenes because there's so much to unpack oh, yeah. in all of these movies. Um. But yeah. So for these movie reviews, if you haven't listened or, to or seen any of ours before, we basically go through the movies chronologically in order, in terms of events, and we give our thoughts on what happens and uh, the movie overall near the end. Um. So, any thoughts before we jump in? Let's just get right into it. Fabulous. So, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, starts with it has the best opening of any prequel of 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 all of the far. prequels. Yeah. Um. So, one thing I want to mention before we actually get into what happens is um. So the so the Clone Wars finale, um, on Disney Plus, like the past few episodes. Take place concurrent uh-huh. with *Revenge of the Sith*. It shows where *Clone Wars* characters Ahsoka and Rex are during the Battle of Coruscant and Anakin turning to the dark side. And so, um, I so there's a a Reddit user, totally forget their name, but they combine so they made like a massive five hour movie that's *Revenge of the Sith* and the *Clone Wars* finale episodes happening like concurrently. Uh-huh. It's so cool. And I, all of you listening out there, I highly recommend you check it out. Obviously, like, you want to, like, I mean, you probably shouldn't watch the whole thing in one sitting. Because that's long. That's longer than any of the Lord of the Rings extended <laughs> extended editions. But still, it's so cool to just skim through and see, you know, like the, choi- like, the editing choices they made. And, you know, how everything, like, what's happening at what time. It's super cool. And y'all should check it out. Uh, anyway, so, Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3, begins... With the Battle of Coruscant. Um, yeah, I just...
0: Speaking yeah. of the Clone Wars, I just want to mention that it's... One of the things I really liked about the 2003 uh, Clone Wars is at the very end you can see... Like, sort of how Palpatine gets captured by Grievous. Mm-hmm. And they even explain, like, his asthma and all of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: pretty it's, cool. it's a shame it's not I a just, canon anymore. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because oh, well, uh, Grievous, well. Grievous, I believe, was an original character for that series.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, if you see him in that series, it, that is, like, the best gr- you will ever see Grievous, I feel.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so. Uh, I, know, I, know, yeah. I know this because of my brother, right? Yeah. My brother, whenever we watch this movie, he always tells me the same. He says that the length of the Coruscant scene, the, like, Battle over Coruscant scene was supposed to be, like, an hour, an hour and a half. it was supposed to be like way longer than an act than it actually was yeah but uh they cut it down just to make the movie shorter
1: yeah i mean that that makes sense and honestly i think it's the perfect length for what we got because you know we have some banter between anakin and obi-wan we have the actual rescue we have you know like the twist and like i know you know there's the the deleted scenes i'm sure we'll do a full episode on deleted scenes sometime but um there's the like there's a ton of deleted scenes of the oh, rescue. Yeah. Like, like like Super Battle Droids, like Shaq T getting Yeah, killed Shaq T and like the Super Battle Droids like in the water, like in the sewers <laughs> of the ship and stuff. It's super cool. Uh, but I understand you know why they cut that out cuz they it like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have any weight on the story going forward. Um, yeah, but my so my first story note was how the fuck did Grievous get into the capital and kidnap Palpatine? Which, you know, you said that the Clone Wars 2003 series explains that. I want to know how. How does that happen?
0: Well, uh, he, he literally just sort of... You know that window that uh, he has, like, that just overlooks all of Coruscant? Yeah. Grievous just sort of breaks in through there. Ugh. And, um... If I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I've seen this, so my recollection may not be great. He just sort of, like, kidnaps him. He fights off two Jedi, Shakti's one of them. And as he's escaping, Shakti like, crushes his lungs.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
0: And that's why he has the, like, coughing. Oh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of thing
1: Throughout the movie. That's actually pretty so cool, there. honestly. Yeah. All right. Um, Cooler than what, what we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i know where they just straight up ignored it in, yeah uh, yeah the, the 2000 yeah yeah um, um, um the whole thing i love about the battle of
1: corazon scene um, is you can clearly you can tell that there's clearly a much larger
0: battle than what is being shown going on throughout like there's a bunch of ships that you just are completely unrelated to what we see but you just sort of like see them in the background you know yeah yeah, I just appreciate the scale of this.
1: Yeah, clearly uh, a lot of attention was paid to the uh to the to the production. Um, I wrote mm-hmm. here: Did Hayden Christensen take acting classes? Because he has significantly <laughs> improved since Attack of the Clones. I know.
0: I know this is like this is easily him at his best. Like only bit been well, I mean, he's only been in two more. But, but
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, he is like. Miles better than than Attack of the Clones.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: Um, and I uh, another note I have here is that a quote to perfectly summarize like what you're getting into uh, with this movie is: "This is where the fun begins" because this is just sort of like we got past the like two worst ones in the like original six, and now we can finally move on to like the really good.
1: Exactly. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially if you're sick. watching chronologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Anakin and Obi-Wan are trying to get to the Chancellor to rescue him from Grievous' ship, the Malevolence. No, wait, that's not the Malevolence. That was Clone Wars stuff. Um, I, I I don't remember what Grievous' ship in this one is called. But, um, yeah, so Anakin, um, I, so I, I have a note here, Anakin is still a very good person at the start of this. Because Anakin, instead of helping Obi-Wan rescue the Chancellor, he wants to help the clones out. He wants to help the clones uh, take out like 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 some droid starfighters. So he's still thinking of other people in the beginning of this movie. And you know, like assuming it takes place over like a few days, right? He like he falls to the dark side really fast. Like like he goes from like really thinking of other people before himself to like killing and murdering like without hesitation. Um, I mean, to be on.
0: fair, he, there were
1: sort of hints at it, like, you know, the, oh, yeah, yeah, like, for sure. the sand people and, and all that.
0: Um, so, like, it, it's, not, it's not really sudden, but it, he he was still very clearly, like,
1: on the right path at the, at the beginning. And then, little yeah. by
0: little, he's going to yeah. him. Um,
1: yeah. So, and before they get to the ship, Anakin and Obi-Wan encounter some buzz droids, which I wrote down are super efficient. Like, like, unless you have someone to help you out, buzz droids, like, could devastate a ship. Like, buzz droids are super efficient, and I, like, they could have accomplished a lot more in in this story, but you know.
0: I feel like if the one buzz droid right hadn't just gotten in front of r two, then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. would have been perfectly fine. If it just stayed on the other wing, it probably could have taken out Anakin right there.
1: Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um so Anakin and Obi Wan, they land in the ship. They land in Grievous the ship. And mm-hmm. I wrote down so as soon as they jump out, Obi Wan says, I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, Which we haven't been tracking. We haven't been mentioning those in our last few uh, reviews. Um, But I think this is a very
0: common recurring phrase.
1: Yeah. Um, So I wonder if this or the Phantom Menaces are the earliest I have a bad feeling about this in Star Wars. Because Phantom Menaces happens in one of the first scenes with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And I'm wondering if this is before mm-hmm. that because this happened seven minutes in. So I wonder if Phantom Menace has happened beforehand. But it seems that George Lucas kind of wants them, kind of wants to just get the iconic lines out of the way so he can shove in some more of his uh, fam- world famous witty dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie, the
0: witty dialogue. Excellent, especially in this first scene. Yeah, it's
1: better. Um, It's much better in this movie.
0: Every single one of the like you know meme quotes, I, uh, I, I I always chuckle whenever one of them comes up, and that's why like part of this movie has just been eternally for me because of the yeah yeah. (laughs) They're like every two minutes you just hear me chuckle, and my sister would just tell me to shut up mid movie. but uh, anyway, they land and they just take out like a bunch of battle droids. And what I love is just I, I love the fact that the the regular battle droids are just you know yeah just sort of there to cut down throughout the entire like,
1: movie yeah they they just never pose a threat no, yeah well I mean one one battle droid wasn't even hit he just fell over I noticed that and I wrote <laughs> it down because like they're killing all these battle droids and one and one of them in the back he just falls over he just collapses. yeah um so one one vfx artist was not paying enough attention but uh yeah after that we finally
0: get a scene with a a first live action uh grievous Mm -hmm. and i want to say that the theme for him the like grievous theme is outstanding love it it's it's one of my favorite you know tracks i think revenge of the sith has the best soundtrack out of out of the movies but that's just me
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wrote down. I don't care what people say about Grievous. He's awesome, and his music is too. The music is so good. In like in this one, yeah. there's so many themes that you can just automatically think of. Anakin and Obi Wan dueling, mm-hmm. Duel of the Heroes. You know, like Anakin marching the clones across the temple. Grievous. There's so many great mm-hmm. themes here, and I think it like the soundtrack, especially in this movie, doesn't get enough credit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, half of this next page is just quotes. I just wrote down quotes because there's so much, I know, there's I, so much I, good stuff. I know that if I just went down and wrote each one, my page
0: size would triple. <laughs> so I, that's why I wrote that one thing at the beginning that I just laughed every single time I found, I was laughing like every 30 seconds Yeah, there was a quote.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I I My brother and I once tried to keep track of all of them, and we, like, before the Battle of Coruscant was over,
1: we had already lost track of (laughs) (laughs) where we were going. So R2 remains in the hangar, and some super battle droids come over to him. And this is a very minor gripe I have here, but the super battle droids have high voices here. They have regular battle droid voices. And in the Clone Wars... They are like they speak deeply. They speak differently. Yeah. Why? Who cares? Why does there have to be a difference? I don't understand. But I wrote it down because it was just an interesting, um, an interesting little thing, little observation. Another
0: thing I wrote down uh, somewhere on this point was that this, this movie has much more of a comedic introduction than, like. any of the other movies
1: yeah it it kind
0: of stands out like the the beginning sequence is a lot funnier you know despite the like you know clones dying off in
1: space oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. like Like, but it his movie is a lot like funnier than the other ones even like without the memes and whatnot about it oh for sure yeah i mean there are plenty of memes but (laughs) you know yeah um so, one, one of the quotes I wrote down, so, like, all the quotes I wrote down, I wrote down because they're either good, li- like, genuinely good lines, or they're funny for whatever reason. One of them that I wrote down here is, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are in the elevator, and Anakin cuts a hole in the ceiling, jumps up right before the elevator falls, he's hanging onto a ledge. And two battle droids come up, and they say, hands up, Jedi, even though he is hanging by his hands, <laughs> if he puts his hands up, he will fall and he will die.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what um, I, I, no, another one I love is just um, it's, it's Anakin and Obi Wan, and then all of a sudden the elevator stops, and you just hear I think it's Obi Wan says, "Did you hit the stop button?" And then Anakin replies with, "No, did you?" I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might have been the other way around, but it's just it's, yeah, and-
1: it's it's. it's, it's <laughs>
0: It feels out of place compared to the original ones, but it works yeah, so well. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure, it's
0: perfect. And
1: when Anakin, when Anakin drops down into the elevator, again we get the weirdest delivery of a line by Ewan McGregor. I think he looks around, so so like he activates his lightsaber. And then looks at Anakin. And he's like, "Oh, it's you." But it's just, oh, it's, you. <laughs> it's just delivered in such a strange way. It's like it's like he didn't expect Anakin to, to like be there at all. He's like, "Oh, it's you." He didn't expect him to be there <laughs> like, at all.
0: Like anybody else was going to be jumping down exactly. the elevator.
1: <laughs> oh, it's you. Um,
0: yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right. So they make it all the way to sort of like a, I don't want to call it the throne room. Because yeah. Because exactly I mean, like the there's the
1: definitely a throne in there. That's 100% a exactly, throne. It,
0: it looks very similar to the sort of like
1: throne room. But, yeah. Um, uh, I like the, the sort of, the nod to
0: uh Attack of the Clones where Obi-Wan says, this time we'll do it together, and then Anakin, instead of charging,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, says,
0: yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that, because Obi-Wan said the same thing in, in Attack of the Clones, Anakin just goes, I'm picking you, now."
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, I love and, it. Yeah, we all know how that is. So, when Dooku first appears, he sort of does like a flip off the balcony. Yeah. Even though we could have just walked down the stairs, I feel like it was and like that—that that was CGI. It was hundred percent CGI. Oh, this Why, no way that
0: Christopher... Oh no!
1: No, no way! Why did Dooku have to do that? Why did he have to show off? I don't know. I've never questioned that. It just always seemed so
0: natural. To yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> and then and then um, and then Palpatine is like, "Oh, you guys can't handle him. He's a Sith Lord." And then Obi Wan yeah. turns around. It's like Chancellor Palpatine. Sith lords are a lords speciality. Are a speciality. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, a, an unintentionally funny line. He, I guarantee you, George Lucas did not intend that uh, to be funny. I, um, I don't think that they.
0: When you, when you think about it, they the only Sith they've beaten is Maul. Yeah, and lost like countless Jedi.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure that this statement is a good one, but whatever.
1: Definitely not. Um, Oh, oh, one line before the fighting starts. Um, so, so Anakin says, my powers have doubled since the last time we fought Count, and Dooku says, twice the pride, double the fall, which is a fantastic line. Like, a genuinely great line. I really like it. It is it. a
0: good line, yeah. Um... But, um okay, not, okay, i Okay, I... I write cryptically sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> One of the things I had down was I I love Dooku's fighting style where he just fights with like almost effortlessly fighting off two like trained Jedi. I feel like it's very fitting for like the very civilized type of guy he is. Exactly. Um, Yeah, makes him very fun to play in battlefront too. But um, (laughs) but yeah. So do you have any notes about the fight? Yeah.
1: So during the battle, Obi Wan gets thrown aside like a bitch twice. Twice, like it's nothing. I mean, like, come on. How old is he? Like thirty something. He should definitely not be able to have that done to him. But when Anakin um, attacks Dooku, Palpatine just goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Why does he do that? I don't. I. I don't know why. He's just very excited about how that battle's going. I guess. Um, and so Anakin. Ends up capturing Duku, uh, cutting off his hands, um, w- and taking Dooku's lightsaber and his own. And uh, I wrote here for here Christopher Lee is really good. His facial expressions in this sequence Excellent. are awesome. Um, and it's and so Anakin, uh, on Palpatine's uh, in, uh, insistence, uh, do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he so Anakin executes Dooku which I think is like probably the most graphic decapitation in Star Wars because we see his head roll away afterwards even though it's not in the form well, yeah,
0: I noticed this for the first time yeah. ever when I watched it this time was you can see his you still see his hands cut off oh. on the ground mm-hmm.
1: yeah I had never noticed that but this time I
0: thought to look for it and I was like oh my god they are there
1: yeah, it's definitely more graphic than I think people were remember. Uh, like,
0: yeah, no, this movie I think pays more attention to that sort of detail. Like earlier, when the clones get blast, the the Ark One Seventy gets blasted. Um, you can see like a clone body flying off into space and yes. stuff, and it's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, there, there's definitely more attention to, to detail, detail, oh, uh, sure. graphic detail on this one.
1: Yeah. Um, um, Do you have any more notes before they go and meet through this?
0: Before what? Before they go and meet through this. Um, I have one thing. Uh, The the subtitles always say, when Palpatine mentions the sand people, the subtitles always say that they're like sand people shouting. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that. I've listened to it so many times, I've never heard it. (laughs) There's supposed to be like distant sand people noises. I've never heard them. I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, my hearing isn't the best, but I've heard. Um, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't have anything else for the Duke Um.
1: So the, uh, so the Jedi, they take Palpatine and they end up getting captured by Grievous. And I wrote down here, does Grievous have an accent? And if so, what is it? Because he's, he sort of speaks like this. And like, like is like because I know he's not human, obviously. But yeah. does he have like? Is that his specific accent? Is it like the like the mechanics making the accent? I don't know, and I kind of want to. Um, but yeah, another another thing I love is I've never bothered to uh, check on this, but I've heard that um,
0: obviously Anakin says to Grievous, General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. Um, yeah. and I was thinking, well like and I remember I was talking to somebody, I forget who. And so I'm not sure how true this is because I've never bothered to check for it myself and I never looked it up after. Yeah. But I was like, Are you telling me that like throughout the entirety of the Clone War show Anakin and Grievous
1: never have like a yeah. nope. face to And like they told me no, they they
2: never meet and I was like, Well, that's actually some kind of like that's like incredible yeah. Because that, yeah. that it seems so natural. You're like, well, yeah, of course they met during the Clone Wars.
1: Like, they're two of the biggest players, of course. But uh, I guess not. It's, it's great. Uh, it's, it's, it's always great, a weird thing. It's great continuity, it's record, for right? sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Solo could learn. There's a bit here in this sequence where a battle droid sasses Grievous... And I want to know the extent of battle droid sentience. How much intelligence do they have? Like, how alive I, are they? I, I, think they're just, I think they're very basic AI, so they're alive. They're probably just very stupid. And they oh, have, yeah, definitely.
0: Because, like, 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 you see them in the Clone Wars, and they have, like, some kind of... Per- each one has, like, some kind of personality, sort yeah. of. So I think they're... I think they can be classified as alive. They're just like next to brainless so
1: that's fair yeah
0: um anyway so what is this? uh right oh, wait. i had a couple notes before dang and previous um yeah so the ship starts like going downward for yeah, a bit right like, yeah. gravity of the ship changes with it and that kind of screwing because it means that the the ship doesn't have its own gravity, it's using, like, the gravity of the planet, or something, to Yeah. because otherwise everything would just stay the same, it wouldn't matter which direction it's going, so, I thought that that was a rather interesting observation. And, uh, I I also noted that R2 can move a lot faster than I thought he could when it comes out into the hallway. That's bad. (laughs) That's it, that's all I have for now.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Grievous and Obi-Wan and Anakin, they have a little fight. There's, uh, some Magna Guard action in there. It's pretty cool. Magna Guards are cool as hell. So cool. And so, uh, Grievous ends up escaping, uh, by blasting out the windows and escaping in an escape pod, uh, to fight another day. And Obi-Wan and Anakin take the Chancellor and pi- end up piloting the ship, uh, down to Coruscant. Crashing the ship. Crashing <laughs> the ship. Yes, that's a, um, more, a more accurate. Uh, and throughout um, that point.
0: entire sequence, if you just look at Palpatine,
1: he looks so lost. <laughs> he looks like
0: completely lost. Oh, uh, it's that's just true. funny to watch.
1: <laughs> that's true. I wrote. I wrote. There's. They're really lucky. No one was on this giant landing strip. Like no one was there.
0: The other thing I wrote was, uh, the first word is in all caps, just, fuck, the.
1: Like, I assume you know what I'm talking about, like, yeah that yeah. Town, there were
0: probably people in
1: there. Oh, yeah, they but, just annihilated okay. They're all dead.
0: Like, yeah.
1: That tower no, is this, destroyed. Was... Oh, my God. Like, it's okay, our heroes, our three heroes got out safe and sound. It's true, um, yeah, and that's what matters.
0: But, that's what matters Screw sort of the entirety of that
1: tower. Yeah. Um, I wrote another um, uh, quote here. Uh, Not to worry, we are still flying half a ship. Yeah. The <laughs> and, of course, the iconic another happy landing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for fun, fun
0: fact, I say that every single time a plane lands when I go on a
1: trip. <laughs> What, what, we are still flying half a ship or another happy landing? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I hope I never have to use that first one. <laughs> um, that and blast is why I hate flying are the two things.
1: Oh, yeah, that you yeah, know, yeah. I
0: Say yeah. on a plane very frequently if you ever fly with me. Um That's fair. All right, so... They get down, Anakin and Obi-Wan have a little interaction, um, and when their shuttle lands, you can actually see the Millennium Falcon.
1: I wrote that down, too. It, it Yeah, like, Millennium Falcon in, in parentheses, or similar ship cameo. Uh,
0: it, I think it was confirmed that that is, in fact, oh, really? the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Interesting. So,
1: would would Lando have had it by then, or some, someone else? Yeah, you which know,
0: makes me wonder what happened. Like, the escape pod isn't on it when, when it's in there, so...
1: Yeah, who knows? Well, who knows?
0: So, uh, let's see here.
1: Oh, so when they meet the delegation, like Mace Windu and all of the senators, um, mm-hmm. there are three protocol droids there. What do they need three for? Three seems like overkill. Dude, each, each senator probably has their own. Um, in that same scene, though, there is a green screen behind Samuel L. Jackson, and it is, it really is quite <laughs> awkward. Like, I... I hardly ever point down like technical notes until unless they're like good, but this. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Wait. So I, I can get. I have a going. before we do that. I have a cameo catch, which I, I do these in movie oh. in movie reviews. So um, Katie Lucas, one of George Lucas's daughters, who has cameoed in all of the Star Wars movies so far, um, she cameos as, uh, Chi Ikwe Papanoida. Um, the, uh, the daughter of Baron Papanoida, who play, who was played by George Lucas himself later on. Yep. Um, so she first appears in this sequence. She's also in the opera scene alongside her father playing, yep. uh, Baron Papanoida. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought I would mention her here before I mentioned George Lucas later on. Um, um yeah. Anyway. So Anakin gets pulled aside and he talks to Padme a bit about their brand new child. How do they live together secretly? Uh, How it it is the the logistics are so. I I have
0: that as a later note. (laughs) Where does Anakin say he sleeps when he's staying with? Like I assume the Jedi sleep in the temple. Uh, Yeah. So like nobody wonders why he's not there. Like what's his cover? And then speaking of cover stories.
1: What did Pat, who did Pat May say was the father of this child? Yeah. Like, I don't sure.
0: like did she just, like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dude, I sleep, sl- sleep
1: with so many men. I, like, I don't, I feel like there's no good cover story for it. Like, you no, definitely not. Also, she tells him she's pregnant and she gives birth in like two days. How did, why didn't she tell him that beforehand? Yeah. See, um, the, I, I I, don't, I, I always get confused at the passage of time in, in these movies. Yeah. Like, I can't, I
0: can't tell if like this movie takes place over the course of weeks or if it's actually just like a couple days. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, that is a toughie for me. But.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. So, is there a scene before Grievous arrives on Utapau? Because I don't have any. If there is, I don't have any notes for that scene. I don't think there is because
0: my next note is just choirs, and I was just trying to remember what that was for, and now I realize it's when Grievous like lands on Uda. Yes, like, the, the music there's a, there's a song is the choir so good. is incredible. But yeah, throughout all the throughout like all the throughout all the 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 music,
1: the choir is incredible. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, that's the only note I have for that scene, but that the music's great. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then we go back to an Anakin and Padme scene. Yeah. And there is, in my opinion, the worst bit of dialogue in the entire prequel. I think I have the same one written down. I think I have the same one written down. How does it start off? It's like um, um. What is uh, it? No. Uh, you're, you're okay. I think it
0: starts off. You're so beautiful. Yeah. And then she, <laughs> she responds with, "It's only because I'm so in love." And which he, so he responds, "No, no, it's because, because I'm so, so in love, in love with, with you. you." And her immediate response is like a very like aggressive. So love has blinded you, and. and <laughs>
1: And then he just goes, sort of, No, that's not what I meant. So she says, But it's probably true and I just I that's such a bad that should've that, that should have just been cut. I there's yeah. no way to
0: salvage that.
1: Yeah. There's just it Padme Padme's character in this movie is basically just the wife. Like that like that that's her whole it role was- here. Yeah, I was about to
0: say her her character for like her her existence in this movie is just sort of to move Anakin like
1: along. Yeah, she, she's a catalyst for him turning. To the dark. Yeah. Um,
0: and they. I also and, haven't heard about Hayden Christians and
1: his acting being better, but we already covered that. That's fair. Um, Anakin and Padme were being very public on the balcony; like everyone could see that. Like, they're not even trying to hide hide themselves there. Dude,
0: the fact that he sleeps with, like,
1: physically, like,
0: sleeps with her, I'm assuming most of the time he's on Coruscant. Yeah. Like it's, it's a miracle that this isn't just public
1: knowledge. Yeah, well, like I they, mean... This
0: would have made it in a tabloid, so... I'm yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't, don't know what you're saying.
1: Well, I, I have a note later on that I'll just mention now that Yoda, like, because Yoda mentioned something about fearing to lose someone to Anakin, so I feel like Yoda knows. I feel like Yoda's smart enough to know. And Obi-Wan, like, definitely. Oh, Obi-Wan knows. knows. And Mace Windu like, might know. To, yeah, but, yeah. like, yeah. I'd say, also knows. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Because um, he's been keeping watch on Anakin for, like, 10 years. Um,.
0: Okay, and then um, after that we have the iconic uh, "You are on the council, but I, but we do not grant you the rank of master." Yeah, (laughs) and I'm just sitting here and I'm wondering,
1: like, technically, is he not a master since he trained Ahsoka? But George Lucas hadn't thought of Ahsoka by the time this movie premiered.
0: I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm just pointing <laughs> it out. Like, yeah. So watching on a logical order, it makes less uh, sense.
1: Oh, yeah. That's true. Maybe. I
0: mean, I, f- I figure the, the explanation for it is he was an exception, but...
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to bring up here that, so, uh, Kayani Mundi, the Jedi Master with the gigantic friggin' forehead, um, he had seven wives because it was a part of his because- culture. Um, I think he's the only Jedi,
0: or, like, one of the only ones that's allowed to actually have sex in order to keep his species going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, sweet deal for him, right? But, like, you get, like, all of the benefits of being a Jedi with, like, none of the downsides. It's true, it's true. Um, like,
0: Anakin wants one wife, and that's a big no-no.
1: Yeah. Um... um So, are we on the scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan? We are, yeah. And I don't... Obi-Wan
0: mentions... Like, he's the one that describes to Anakin, like, his mission in spying on the Chancellor and that they don't trust the Chancellor. And his explanation for the Council not explaining this to Anakin
1: was that they don't want it to be on the record. And so I'm wondering who keeps a record yeah. <laughs> of the Jedi Council
0: meetings.
1: Maybe, like, Yoda just remembers everything.
0: <clears throat> it's his ideal. It's true, it's true, it's
1: true. I don't... I don't
0: get it.
1: I just... yeah. Um. Uh, Obi-Wan in this scene also mentions Quinlan Voss, Master Vos, moves his troops to mm-hmm. Vos Pity. Um, he... so Vos is in... I believe he cameoed in episode two. He had a cameo there, but he is a major player in the, uh, in some Clone Wars arcs, and uh, he has a yeah. romance with Asajj Ventress later on in uh, in the expanded universe. I heard universe. about that. actually. Yeah. I was wondering I if it was still canon. It is still canon. It's very interesting. Oh, sure. um, yeah, yeah, and uh, there. Then we have a scene with Anakin and Palpatine. And Palpatine in the opera.
0: Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, you wait, have
1: Lucas in the opera. Wait, daughter. wait, wait. No no no, 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 no. Opera isn't until later. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next
0: note is for the opera. Oh, so really?
1: Really? Know. Okay, so I have some notes I, for scenes uh, before then. Um, so we get Palpatine. So Palpatine asks Anakin to spy on the Jedi Council for him. We have to get that scene. And um, so I, I just found it funny that... So Anakin walks into the Chancellor's office... And then Palpatine is like, oh, Anakin, it's good to see you. And then we cut. And then Palpatine starts talking to him. But they cut to, like, the other end of the room. So do they start walking all the way to the other end of the room just in silence? And then he started talking right as they reached the end? These are the things that I want to know. <laughs> um, and so these are some good short scenes, I think. Like with Obi-Wan and then with Palpatine. And then we get uh, the Jedi Council scene right before the, um, the opera which is, no, never mind, there's one more scene after this. There are a lot of, like, tiny scenes that people forget about here. So we have um, a scene uh, at the council, and I wonder, why is Obi-Wan sitting on the council? Is he just there in, like, an advisory position, or is he actually on the Jedi Council?
0: I think Obi-Wan's on the council.
1: Interesting. Did Like, did, that, I mean, that must have happened during the Clone Wars sometime, um, because... Probably,
0: yeah, I can't yeah. imagine he was... I don't know if he was on it in episode
1: two. I don't, I, I don't think so. Because I think he was still busy training Anakin then. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, this is like a smaller meme, but, uh, holographic Kayati Moody goes, What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> well, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, and then That's a great one and then yoda the said relations with the Wookiees." Yes, i have i wrote that it just reminded me i don't know why it reminded me of our, our president donald trump saying uh i have good relations with the blacks and it like it it, 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 it didn't like it's it, no context just the good relations part it just
0: <laughs> yeah you might not want to take that uh bad comparison out of context I'm saying.
1: Please don't take that out of context. That's a very, that's a very bad comparison. <laughs> it's not a comparison, it was a reminder. Don't attack me Um But to I, I
0: a single hostess after you get banned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this um in this scene, Mace Windu mentions that the Jedi's allegiance to the Senate since when? I thought they worked with the Senate, not for the Senate.
0: Yeah, I I didn't really understand. I didn't have a note about it here. I have a note about something similar later on. I forget exactly yeah. what. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get
1: it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also wrote that Obi-Wan is being very smart here. Um, in that uh, In that. I, 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 I don't remember why, but Obi-Wan's being smart in this scene. Obi-Wan is probably one of the more consistently smarter characters in this movie uh most more consistently sensible i I should say Um, Mm -hmm. a few more notes before the opera i noticed i really noticed yoda's cgi hair in this scene just that that white with those white wispy locks just really stood Mm -hmm. out to me in this scene for absolutely no reason Um, but one quote from this scene that i thought was really good was this war represents a failure to listen which is so true On so many levels, and I just think it's very interesting. Um, then there's a brief Anakin and Padme scene, which doesn't which doesn't have any bearing on the plot whatsoever. But um,
0: hey, isn't that where he has like his dream for the first time or something? Maybe,
1: maybe. And then and then Padme comes and and sees him. Maybe I just I I, I only have one note for this bit, which is a quote from Padme that said um, that says. Uh, let's raise the baby on Naboo, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, there will be nothing but our love. No politics, no plotting, no war. When, in fact, there will be all of those uh, because they're still in the middle of a war uh, because Grievous yeah, I... is not dead yet. Um, so, yeah, so I I just thought that was... Uh, Padme just probably has the dumbest lines in this movie um, for, you know, no, no other reason. But anyway, we're at the opera scene the like one of the best Um, scenes first thing i want to point out is
0: if you pay attention to every single time palpatine turns his head in this scene you will notice that it happens so unbelievably (laughs) off really (laughs) every three seconds you just sort of see him go it's the most bizarre thing it's the most bizarre i don't Nobody should turn their head that much. I don't get. I get that he's trying to pay attention to the bubble comedy and then like Anakin at the same time. <laughs> the
1: bubble uh, comedy. Oh my god. I heard it
0: referenced. I heard it referenced uh, like that once, and that that's just what I'm calling it. <laughs>
1: um, this is this is this scene is the first appearance of the red guard of Palpatine's red guard, um, mm. which I noticed they have replaced the blue guards from the previous two movies, which I think is an interesting. Um, thing because in the Clone Wars, I think we see that the Blue Guards are not great at their jobs, and so um, so Palpatine replaces them with more uh, loyal guards, which are the Red Guards, yeah. who end up being his personal security detail through. Uh, I think Return of the Jedi. I think the deal with
0: the yeah, I think the deal with the like blue ones was that they were just like what was it? it was like basically if you were like one of the more uppity folks, you were allowed a position there, but then oh, yeah. with the Red Guards, it was it was like, if you were the best, you got to serve for the sort of something.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. I remember an arc from the Clone Wars where one of the Blue Guard commanders betrayed, um, betrayed mm-hmm. them for Ventress, uh, which was I think mm-hmm. er, er, earlier on, but yeah. Um, so, I want to know more about the bubble comedy as you so graciously put it. Um, like, like, like—is there a story? Like, it, I mean, I know it's an opera, but like, is there a story? Like, what's the appeal? I—it's—it's it's okay. so cool. I—I I just want to know more.
0: I—I just—I always assumed that it was just like, uh, like almost like a circus show, and they probably have like animals swimming around doing tricks in That's, it or
1: something. i, I, I heard. Know. So I heard somewhere that it was a mon calamari thing. That like that like yeah, it's, it be, it's it's mon calamari swimming swimming in there. Uh-oh. Yeah, maybe.
0: Anyway, so Palpatine explains the uh, tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise to Anakin, how it is possible to save the ones you love from dying. Anakin, it's not until later
1: that he doesn't question Palpatine's like Sith Sithiness but I
0: feel like this I feel like this is such an obvious like red flag. Yeah. That a question should at least be asked here, and it's it's not. Anakin just sort of takes it like, oh, I guess uh, Palpatine's just a very educated dude; he knows these. Things.
1: Yeah. I, I, so there was a there was a Darth Plagueis novel that sort of explained yeah. his whole thing, but that's not canon anymore. So I want to see. Like, like, I want to know the can like what really happened with Plagueis in canon because like we don't know anything about him in canon aside from what Palpatine says here. So I think like I want I wrote here like I want a series or a movie or a novel or something that tells us everything about Plagueis because he's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, um, I have some quotes from this scene. Some pretty good quotes. Uh, aside from the whole Plagueis the Wise uh, thing, that that is a golden uh, speech yes. in and of itself. That whole thing is a meme. Yeah, uh, but Palpatine tells Anakin that uh, good is a point of view, which is true. Good is a point of view, like like I'm sure. Um, I mean, I I'm pretty sure Palpatine knows that he's evil, but you know, like yeah, in like historically, you know, when people want something. Sometimes they want it because they think it's the right thing to do, and I think Anakin—that's what Anakin. No, Anakin's being selfish, but um, you know, Palpatine is. I do him being selfish.
0: I mean, what he what do you really like? Wants like at his bare bone, is
1: to save Padme at least in the very beginning. Well, yeah, I know, that's but like, like, like but like he's he, you know, like like he's being selfish for her. Like I mean, he's like killing like all the yeah. Jedi for her. That's pretty selfish. Um, also, Palpatine says to Anakin, "The dark side is a path to some abilities that may seem unnatural," which he is the which he repeats in *The Rise of Skywalker*. In his first scene, uh, he says that to Kylo Ren, which I think is quite interesting, and we'll get to that when we watch *The Rise of Skywalker*, which I'm sure will be a very exciting episode. Uh, we, yeah, might really we might have to split it. We might have to split it. The constant
0: references to
1: the prequel. <laughs> yes. We might have to split all of the sequel reviews into two parts because there's just so much to unpack. We might. Um, um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, another thing I pointed out
0: about this. I don't know why I pointed it out at this moment. One of the things I really love about this movie is normally you. Like if you like in just movies in general, you sort of have like a positive character arc. I feel like Han Solo is an example of this, right? He's like the smuggler turned rebel hero. Yeah. But then in this movie or the trilogy, you know, even you you get this like great negative, like the opposite, right? You see like the fall of. Somebody who had like so much potential to be great, and who even was like you know great person
1: for a long time. But I, you know, I just find it interesting because it's weird to think that this movie is like when you think about it, it's a tragedy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's interesting to think about.
1: Yeah. Um. Are we ready to move to on to the next scene? Fantastic. So we get another Jedi Council. Um no no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yoda is commuting with the Jedi Council. I wanna know how the virtual hologram chairs work in the council. Like like what are the proportions? How did
0: Chiadi Mundi just have an exact replica yeah. of the chair? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot to think about there, but we're gonna move past that. Because we got the Wookiees! <laughs> Um <laughs> I did a thing I want to know what um goddamn I want to know what the separatists are going to gain from Kash- from Kashyyyk, the Wookiee planet. I want to know what they like why they're attacking them. Um like other than to get Chewbacca in the, this movie, how like why else would they be attacking Kashik? I
0: feel I don't like, know, I feel like Kashyyyk probably has some, like, good natural resources. I um, guess,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's
0: true. You've Wookiees under your control, like, the Empire had Kashyyyk, and they had, like, a bunch of Wookiee slaves and
1: stuff. That's true.
0: And so, you know, they're, like, if you want to look at it like that, they're a pretty good source of manual labor.
1: That's very, that, that is also very true um so after that there's a scene with anakin and obi-wan if i'm not mistaken yes and this is the last time that they see each other yeah until they fight against each other which
0: ever since i i figured that out it has always just like shattered my heart every time i watch the scene but um it's it's a pretty is a pretty great scene of, like, sort of the, the payoff of all of Obi-Wan's teachings. And,
1: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And apologizes to him for, you know, sort of being, what, what, I forget what it is he apologized. It's like, I guess being like a reckless student or something. to take a guess. But then he also shows, like, gratitude, or no, he apologizes in case he was, like, sort of a disappointing student of Obi-Wan. Then he shows, uh, gratitude towards Obi Wan and then Obi Wan just tells him that he's proud of him and that he's confident in his abilities. Which is I
1: think that's like a great master and apprentice uh scene up right there. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like another thing to keep in mind is that it's only fifty minutes into the movie. It's like a it's like a third of the way through. Right. This is the point I was talking
0: about where at this point I always think that we're, like, in the final, like, stretch of the movie at this point. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Because after this, there's, like, Grievous, there's the march on the Jedi Temple, there's the attack on Palpatine, and then Battle of the Heroes, which all happens, like, so much faster than you would think.
1: Exactly, yeah. I think this movie might be the one that moves the fastest out of all three of them. Oh, yeah. I think so, too.
0: Like, Phantom Menace had, like,
1: a almost a breakneck pace but this yeah. one yeah yeah. Um, so Obi-Wan visits Padme to ask about Anakin twice in this movie how is this a secret how Obi-Wan for sure knows because why would he else would he visit a senator to ask about his apprentice it's like ugh god um this is before Obi-Wan arrives for uh, leaves for um um um, to uh-huh. find General Grievous. we get another cameo when he lands on Utapau. Um, in uh, Bruce Spence plays uh, the uh, Utapauan, I don't know how really how, how to pronounce that. Chairman. Ty oh, ma'am.
0: Yeah,
1: whatever. So um, Bruce Spence for like like I don't really know and from anything else other than Lord of the Rings. In the oh, okay. so in the in the Return of the King extended edition, he plays the mouth of Sauron. I don't. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he seems to be good at playing like not human parts, uh, like creepy not human parts. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not the Sauron he, he like he he cameos here, like like he's only in in this one bit. But yeah, he plays Tyon Um and Obi Wan does something super smart here. Kudos to Obi Wan. He lets his ship take off, and the Separatists no doubt believe that he is on it. And uh, so mm-hmm. he, he leaves, um, the ship leaves to go get the clone reinforcements and Obi-Wan stays there. And he goes to find General Grievous on uh, Boga, which is the um, the lizard, giant lizard thing with the with the super awesome uh, call. A uh, or something Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, and so he lands in front of, uh, right behind Grievous and he says the line that oh, led to I, I I have, I think there was, there was, there's one scene, I think, in between this, where
0: they, they show, um, Anakin, like, having another dream, but this time, Obi-Wan's in it, and I just wanted to mention that, like, I don't think Anakin ever mentions the fact or like, it seems worried by the fact that Obi-Wan is in this dream of, like, his wife's childbirth, and he isn't.
1: Uh, just yeah. Really well.
0: I thought like that would merit some question. Excuse
1: me. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So now back to the the uh, very iconic. Probably the uh, most scene. iconic meme from this movie. Right. Arguably, because this movie has a lot of them. <laughs> That's true, but like, I would I would take this one. Yeah. Like, I would say this one's more popular than the High Ground or yeah no i some other ones
0: and i was i was behind the stage um, in dark road and i was talking to somebody and i said this is where the fun begins and then they responded um, they're like yeah oh my god you're a prequel fan too and he was like and he told me that every now and then he'll just say hello there in the accent and see who gets it <laughs> so it's it's definitely one of the more more iconic ones for and sure it's so iconic the one of my notes is the That music that plays like that, like, da da, is now ingrained in my memory, and I can't help but smile every time I hear it because I've heard it in so
1: many memes. Um, It's true. But yeah. So Grievous um, sends some Magna Guards to fight Obi Wan, Um, and Obi Wan uses the Force to. Yeah. Um, to bring down like a like some giant weight. I don't really know what the hell that is, but it falls and um, it 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 crushes most of them. Then one of them gets up and Obi Wan just cuts off his head, and then it dies. Even though earlier we saw them fighting without heads. Yeah, it's like the main thing about magnet Guards. Exactly, <laughs> their
2: heads are worse, essentially. Yeah. But um, another thing I want to mention—he got into like a full fighting stance and then got out of it immediately, <laughs> just so he could break down the um, uh, the thing on them. Um, True. After that, uh, Grievous sheds his cape,
1: and I don't know why, but that movement always like gets me. I it, I, I just enjoy that like, thing he does with his shoulders for absolutely no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um so when did Dooku when did Dooku have time to teach Grievous the Jedi arts? Like that must have, like that must take so long. When did he have time for that? When he was like running the separatists and running the Confederacy.
0: I mean, he was able to teach Silvager and Adventures as well, so he probably like I don't know he'd that's he clearly true had some.
1: That's um, fair, that's fair.
0: But plus like Dooku, I don't know I mean, he was working on Secret for a long time. I don't know how long Grievous has been a key player in all of this or how long they've been training him. Yeah. Some explanation would be... I'm not sure if he was in training during Episode 2 or what, but yeah, whatever. Who knows? Um, and Grievous is just such a cool character. Yeah. He like, he's, like, one of the most badass people in this universe. And I feel, I feel like he loses two arms way too fast that's fair uh, it's like almost instant you see like the two arms extend just for like a minute later they're gone instantly mm-hmm. and so it's a little bit disappointing um and aside from that I just want to say that Grievous is very impressive in the way that he fights seeing how he is clearly despite having the forearms I'd say he's at a disadvantage because he just can force so it's kind of impressive
1: that he's been able to like kill all Jedi, despite yeah. being handicapped yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so they have a like, like a little short battle, but then they go into the chase. The chase scene uh, right before the chase scene, Grievous turns into Spider Grievous for a second, getting over to his uh, to his roller. I, I wish we had more of that. Spider Grievous is so cool. I want to see more of Spider Grievous. Play Battlefront 2 if you
0: want to see more spider spider groups. It's one of his like it's one of his three
1: abilities. Oh really? Cool. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So I had a note here about so the the clone troopers in here without their masks are still Mm -hmm. being played by Tamira Morrison who played Django Fett in number two. Yeah. And I wrote here unfortunately like his acting is still a little flat. It's still as flat as it was in Episode 2, which is unfortunate, because D. Bradley Baker in The Clone Wars is so good as the voice of the clones. He's so good. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably redeemed um, this here. Um, but, like, like I, I mean, at least we don't really get to see them as much. They're mainly just or- Order 66 plot devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so uh, are, are, are we ready to get to, to Palpatine revealing his Sithiness to Anakin?
0: I think that was like a brief meeting before that with like a couple of the Jedi. And I think Mace Windu says that if Palpatine doesn't resign, it, or doesn't, um, it's he doesn't give up his emergency powers, the Jedi will take control of the Senate.
1: Is that a and thing?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm so. I
0: was just wondering, like, how they planned on doing that, or are they just going to hold the whole Senate? hostage yeah i I, I just don't see how they plan on on doing that so you know like literally holding hostage yeah um yeah yeah but palpatine and Anakin can have a good conversation palpatine reveals himself at this point and he actually raises some pretty good points about the jedi which is really weird, because in Star Wars, there's usually, like, just this theme of light versus dark. But Palatine, honestly, is not all, like, 100% wrong with this movie. Yeah, for sure. Movie, which I think is what makes him such a like mm-hmm. outstanding villain, especially in prequels.
1: Yeah. But. Definitely. Um, so, Anakin pretty much figures it out and then gets out of there to tell the other Jedi... <laughs> I um, also I'll yeah. say that Palpatine's
0: like little smile is excellent. Yeah. I don't know if you know the one i the like specific one I'm talking about where he's just like.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the picture yeah. that everyone uses for Palpatine in in, in, in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, um. So we go back to Utapau, where um we get uh, an extension of the Obi Wan and Grievous chase, and I really like the chase. The CGI, it's really good. And it culminates in this hand-to-hand combat, Obi-Wan Grievous. We never see hand-to-hand combat in Star Wars. So this... It's
0: fair.
1: Yeah, so this was great. Um, and then Obi-Wan takes a blaster, pew-pew, shoots Grievous in the heart. Uh, and Grievous... Yeah, I just
0: want to say that Grievous should definitely have more chest armor yeah. than he actually does.
1: Yeah,
0: Like, I get that that would slow him down a little bit, but... That's Obi-Wan
1: was able to, like, rip the stuff open so easily. Easily. Yeah.
0: Like, and it's not like Grievous is, is, isn't, like, a, a tank sort of thing, because Obi-Wan kicks him and then, like, screams out in pain immediately after, yeah. which I find to be, like, you know, I know it's not supposed to be, enough, but I find that to be a funny scene, maybe it's just yeah. because I saw the MGM logo with Obi-Wan's face instead of the lion roaring, but, never. Yeah. um,
1: um so Grievous, like, burning um, up, he looks pretty cool. But it also looks kind of fake. That was my big problem with with that bit. Like it was cool, but it they tried to make it look a little too cool, so it looked a little, mm-hmm. uh, just looked a little, uh, um, um, yeah. Uh, after that, Anakin talks with Mace Windu about confronting
0: Palpatine, mm-hmm. and when Pal- when when Windu gets in the gunship. The other three Jedi he confronts Palpatine with are already in there. And he never, like, told them, all right, guys, let's go take out the, the Chancellor or anything. They they were already in there. So now I'm just wondering if he just saw them there and was, like, by chance and was just like, oh, you guys want to come with me? I'm on my way to take out the Chancellor. <laughs> you,
1: and, like, you, they, might,
0: Pal- you might die, but, you know. <laughs> Anakin had just told him that yeah. information. Yeah. Now we see him throughout the time. At no point did he suggest that they were going to start an attack on him. He just gets yeah. into the gunship with the three And that's
1: it, couldn't, that. it couldn't have been uh, planned before. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like,
0: literally, no opportunity. Yeah. To
1: be so um, Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, CC Tin, and Eve Koth go in to uh, arrest Palpatine. And, um, they... Um, right before... Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this, there's this scene where Anakin and Padme just sort of have, like, this
0: sort of connection. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, that just reminds me of, like, the same sort of connection that, like, Luke and Leia or, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren have. Or, like, they can sense each other from, like, far away. Yeah. And that scene... I don't know, I find it to be, like, somewhat of a touching scene. But in that scene, I noticed for the first time this time, Palpatine, like, speaks to Anakin the, like, like, from far away or whatever mm-hmm. he's for. Yeah. And I don't know why he knows before, but he doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I'll, it, it relates back to one of my notes in a few seconds.
1: All right, cool. Um, so, the Jedi Masters come in. And they see an intent on giving Palpatine, a, like, a trial. But they're also, yeah. like, they're also,
0: yeah. also... The Senate will decide your fate. Yeah.
1: They're also pretty sorry. ready to get violent, too. So, mixed messages yeah. out of window. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the Senate will decide it, your fate. It had to be ready to, to get violent, if Of course, you of fate. course, yeah. And uh, what is Palpatine's response to uh, the Senate will decide his fate? It's
0: treason, then. No, he and says,
1: I, I am the Senate. You missed it. You missed, like... I, I know this by heart. I, I jumped the gun. Oh, I know. I genuinely know this by heart. I just want to point that out. It's, uh, it's also, like, 9 o'clock in my defense, which That's isn't true. that late,
0: but you know what? I it's
1: a <laughs> I um I have a, I have a little tidbit about the uh, treason line, though. It's treason, then. Um, in The Clone Wars... Jedi master Pong Krell also says it when Captain Rex uh, relieves him of duty which I think was interesting because technically chronologically that's first. So yeah. I just I just think think that's a cool it's a cool little tidbit about that. Um yeah and so Pal- Palpatine like jumps at like spins at the Jedi and his like his his primal scream his shriek <laughs> I don't understand
0: (laughs) what that is. Like, we never hear that sound come from him again. I don't, like, I don't get it. What the hell was that? That, I genuinely want to know how they, like, made that noise. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way that Ian McDermott just, like,
1: made that on his own. And then you just killed three Jedi in, like, 15 seconds. I know, I ago. said, I said, trained Jedi Masters taken out like bitches. Like, come on, guys. Dude, uh, Tin and, and Eve Cost just gone. Yeah. Kid Fisto puts up minimal struggling, <laughs> um, which sucks because Kid Fisto is, is one of the cooler. It's true, it's Like, true. Clone Wars, Jedi. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Mace Windu is basically
1: left on his own to fight Palpatine. And the, like, facial expressions that Ian McDermott and Samuel L. Jackson make in that fight scene are hilarious. They're yeah. just... They're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote for this bit, like, Windu does kind of get murdery here. Like... Oh, definitely. Like, like, Anakin's like, oh, we gotta give him a trial. And, like, Mace Windu, like, is going directly against what he said two minutes ago. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, he... Like, I, like, I'm not saying Anakin is justified in coming off his hands, but, you know, he was, you know, not doing what the Jedi, like, what a Jedi would do. In yeah, so.
0: Mace Windu's defense, Palpatine showed, like, no signs of, like, like, he's the one that, like, started the first attack, and, like, Mace Windu would just watch three of his comrades get killed. Yeah. Earlier. Um, That's true. But anyway, there's this one part where Palpatine, like, does a little Yoda jump off of, like, his desk. Yeah. Or, and it, I don't know, it just struck me as a little weird. <laughs> because Yoda does it because he's small, he needs to jump off like at night. But less I checked, Palpatine exactly... Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Um, And then, there's, I don't know, I, I heard... I, I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think that... um. Palpatine intentionally loses the fight in order to get Anakin to turn on... To sort of make himself the victim and then get Anakin to turn on Mace Windu to save him? or
1: Yes, because when Anakin comes in, Palpatine is like, Oh, Anakin, I'm so weak, I'm going to die. So yes, that was 100% plan. Yes, that was 100% plan, and Palpatine is probably the most manipulative and cunning character in the entire Star Wars saga. Um, I would say bye Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah. Yeah.
0: There's yeah. a great bit of dialogue um, where Mace Windu says you have lost and Palpatine's response is just no. 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 You will die.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
0: Which is not a very good
1: response to what Mace Windu yeah. just said. Yeah. But, um, whatever.
0: It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and so, Hankin begs for Mace Windu to calm down, cuts off Mace Windu's arm, and Palpatine electrocutes the shit out of him after and yeah. sends Mace
1: Windu out the Mace window. Uh, (laughs) Do you think he could still be alive? Do you think it's possible? I
0: I mean, if Palpatine can survive that reactor explosion, then it really isn't possible.
1: It's it's okay.
0: They have have force here. Get ready. uh,
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: That's
1: very Uh fair. Um... We get probably the best sequence in the movie, next. Really? Yeah, I think the the Palpatine making Anakin like the best, not the best scene. So, so like not like the best individual scene, but the best sequence. Um, okay. Being being like a bunch of interconnected scenes, like the way the scenes are arranged, because we get pa- Palpatine making Anakin his apprentice, dubbing him Darth Vader, and then we get Anakin marching with the clones, and then Order sixty six. And I think it's yeah. probably the best consistently placed sequence in the movie because it, 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 it's just devastating. It's such a turn. <laughs> and it like, it like the, yeah. the the clones betray the Jedi and it's just me- like, I'm sure it was a massive twist when the movie came out. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, another thing I want to say yeah. is I heard I forget if it's a theory, if it's confirmed, if it's just not canon anymore, like, what it is, but I think it was something like Palpatine's, like, true form is, like, whatever you see like in the, like, shriveled up version and that he was actually using the Force to, like, create an illusion around himself. And so the Force lightning that got reflected, like, back at had him sort of wore off that illusion, something like that. Oh, interesting. Um,
0: so, I, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Um, and then when when Palpatine names him Darth Vader, you hear the Imperial March in the background. Yes. That's pretty new. And I also have to say that the Jedi Temple March is my favorite, or one of them, because another beautiful song that comes later is also one. Um, but the Jedi Temple March is like one of the best things I've ever heard in a movie. Um, and just like you said, uh, like the betrayal and... The music and like just the scenes, followed one after another, are all like really, really well done to make this a uh, uh, sort of heartbreaking scene. And did Palpatine sort of
1: individual... did Palpatine contact yeah. each clone commander individually? Like, how did he do that? Because like there are a lot, there are a lot of them. See,
0: at first I assumed that it was like a. Like a mass message that yeah. he sent out to all of them?
1: Yeah. But uh, then he, uh, he he says to Commander Cody, he says, Commander Cody, execute Order 66.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess my theory doesn't hold. Um, dude, he must have sent it out to each one. Oh my god. And <laughs> Palpatine just sat there for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, fair. R- anyway, fun fact, if you played um, the original Battlefront 2 video game, you will know that Commander Bly and all of his clones felt a lot of remorse when killing Isla Secura, which is why they shot her so many times, so that she wouldn't feel so much pain as she died. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also feel like Plo Poon is very unfortunate because he, he got caught off guard while he was in a ship. So... Yeah... The not such
1: a viable exactly the best. Um, I, I wrote that there, there are some fantastic visuals in the sequence because we see so many different planets, and the design of all of them is so cool and it's so good, it's, oh, yeah. it, it, it's so well done. Um, also, so Anakin, also in the sequence, Anakin murders the younglings. Um, and why not, can, like, because we see in, in the, the future animated series. The, the the Sith they use inquisitors, um, who are trained in the Jedi arc, and some of them are fallen Jedi. I want to know why don't they just keep the younglings? The younglings are young enough and impressionable enough to teach them a new like ideology. Why not convert well, them then, to like dark side agents?
0: Maybe inquisitors just
1: didn't come along until later. Uh, yeah, I know, well, but like it would have been maybe in Maybe they that, didn't that far ahead. Yeah, I know, but like it would have been in their best interests, like Palpatine's best interest to like save the younglings, make them into like evil people. It would have yeah. just.
0: I mean, maybe he just. I mean, he. I feel like in between like engineering an entire civil war, he sort of
1: had his hands full. But that's just. That's fair. <laughs> um, plus, he was busy contacting each clone. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's true <laughs> for two hours. <laughs>
0: After that, we see perhaps the best cameo in all of these movies, as George Lucas's son comes out as a Jedi or like as a Padawan or or something, takes out a couple of clone troopers, and gets gunned down. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out George Lucas approaching his son, saying, "Hey, do you want to be like a cool Jedi in my new movie?" And the son's like, probably all excited, he's like, "Yeah!" And he's like, "All right, now you're gonna get shot to bits by this clone." Man over here, <laughs> it's his own son. Like, <laughs> he what was in the kid mother. Think of that. He, scene? he, like, was, oh he, my, he was.
1: He in was in the second one too. He was in uh, Attack of the Clones. He had a cameo there as well. As the same character.
0: Think about it. Like, imagine you're the poor kid's mother, and you're watching that. Like, your husband's like, "Oh, here comes our son! Here comes our son!" And then you, you see him, he just dies right in front of you. Like, that's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> George, I want a divorce. <laughs> like, seriously? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. It's like an actual, like, it, it's a cameo to, like, Yeah. you could have yeah. easily written it. Like, it doesn't
0: affect anything. You could have written it so he survives. I don't yeah. get why he yeah. had to die. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> this all right. uh, scene so this scene is actually told from the perspective of Bail organa which I I, I would have liked to see more of him I really like the character yeah. and I just want to see more of him just just in general um
0: I also think uh, Jimmy Smith's does an excellent he um, does
1: he does he was he um, really outstanding yeah and I'm I, I never realized until I watched it this time just like how he becomes like sort of like a
0: key player in like the last couple of of scenes like he he helps Obi-Wan and, and Yoda and all that um all right so after that um we see a brief scene where Yoda says goodbye to a tarful and yeah Shuri. yeah yeah there were some clones looking around and they were checking Wookiees and they're like all right
1: these ones are all dead so did they just start going around and, like killing all the Wookiees probably I, yeah yeah I do
0: why. I, I, fear, I thought Order 66 was like just against the Jedi. I don't see why they would.
1: Well, if the, if the Wookiees were defending the Jedi, then, you know, just gotta kill them, I guess. Yeah. Although, I, I, um, I, I wrote down the line where they said all the Wookiees are dead, but I wrote it down because um, Tamira Morrison said it in his New Zealand accent, so it sounds like, all these Wookiees are did. They did. Um...
0: All right, and um, then after that, Anakin goes to Mustafar,
1: if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, oh, oh. Fun... Yep. I want to know, so wh- when Anakin's riding in, before we even get to him landing, I want to know w- why, like, what are the Mustafarians, what do they do with the lava? Like... Dude, I don't know. Like, are they're the just... Yeah. they
0: you can see two different types of Mustafarians. You oh, really? The
1: northern one, the
0: guys on, like, the giant, like, flea-looking yeah, things. Yeah,
1: the lava flea, and yeah.
0: the Southern Mustafarians are the ones collecting, like, lava in the rivers and,
1: interesting. and all that. Very interesting. So, it's yeah. a fun little tidbit. Yeah. Um, then we get Palpatine dissolving the Senate and forming the new, the first Galactic Empire, and uh, why are the senators from Naboo and Alderaan in the same Senate pod? Organa and uh, Amidala. It, that, that's an um, incredibly minor gripe, but, you know, <laughs> I just felt like it was worth mentioning. Um, Padme has a line here. Yeah. Uh, Padme has an iconic um, line here. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Which, I'm you know, sorry. it um, was it was an okay delivery. Anyway, continue, continue.
0: During uh, The Phantom Menace, when I was watching it with my family, my mother kept anticipating that line during mm-hmm. one of the, um, during one of the Senate scenes, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, get ready, guys, a real good line comes up ahead. And I was like, Ma, are you thinking of the, I was like, which one are you thinking of? And then she quotes Padme's line here, and I was like, Ma, that's an episode three.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she she seemed so disappointed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just um, a little
0: uh short story there.
1: Yeah. Um so I this next bit, I don't know if I heard this from you. Um,
0: um I, wait, are we are you done on Mustafar or
1: No. I'm on um, Obi Wan and Yoda.
0: Okay, well I, I have one more. Okay, there. all right, all right, um, all right yeah. Wan tells the like separatists gathered on Mustafar that Darth Vader will take care of them. I even, like, quoted that straight yeah. from them. What did they think that meant? <laughs> like, I, I feel like there's only so many ways
1: to interpret that. Yeah. They're just I don't idiots. Know. I like at that point, we're just going to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, uh, I'll, um, Obi-Wan and Yoda are at the Jedi Temple, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Yeah. And so they so they recode the message in order to tell all the yeah. Jedi to stay away. Uh, yeah. So
0: there's this thing that Ewan McGregor
1: does with his lightsaber, and I'm like, sort of oh, convinced really? that that's like an actor's choice.
0: It's like you know, the thing he does where like he twirls it in his hands. Yeah, so yeah, really yeah.
1: Well. I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, that's something that like he chose to do because I can't imagine that like George Lucas or somebody saying, "All right, now twirl your lightsaber, again, just for the <laughs> just for the um. But yeah, that's that's all I really wanted to point out. You see him do it pretty often, which is you know, I just assume that that's something he likes to do with the lightsaber.
1: Yeah, fair. Um, so after Obi Wan finds security footage of Anakin doing stuff, um, he uh he goes to Padme, and he tells her all the atrocities Anakin has done. And I think I heard this from you. Not sure who I heard it from, but when you but what he says I saw I saw him covers his mouth killing younglings. I I'm pretty sure he covered his mouth because he was because he was laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently he couldn't say the line without at least like smiling
0: or something. Yeah. And so he in the end they just figured it would be best if he covers his mouth, which I find hilarious. Because we look back at that now and it's a meme, right? The younglings are a meme, but um, freaking, it wasn't at the time. Yeah. (laughs) So he just found that funny, but um, before that scene, I just wanted to point out um, you see Anakin kill like all the Separatists, and then you see him like stare at the camera, sort of. And behind him, you see Wat Tambor completely
1: like. <laughs> yeah. He felt so bad because <laughs> he's there's just nothing he could do. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, Obi Wan and Padme talk, and I just found it.
0: They both care about Anakin, but Obi Wan sort of sees what has to be done. Yeah. Yeah, and Padme, like he, Obi Wan wants to. Like, help Anakin by sort of like, you know, beat in, beating, beating, yeah. Yeah. Or even just, like, you know, he realized, like, sort of like almost euthanasia, I guess. Um, but then Padme cares about him, and it's because of that that she doesn't want him to do that. So it's, it's weird to see two people care about the same person in different ways. Just a little t- thing, I. Yeah. Um, and then. And how was it? And then so they go to Mustafar to follow Anakin.
1: Yeah, well, so I have um, Padme specifically found Anakin in almost his exact spot on that giant ass planet. Excuse me, how? (laughs) Um,
0: I can't imagine that there are too many. My excuse is that I can't imagine there are too many um places to land on.
1: That's true. Mustafar. So that's just what I'm going with either that or they just cut out the parts where they tried like 30 ports <laughs> that's fair. another yeah. thing is uh you see 3PO like fl- piloting the ship yeah I, I i i didn't know he had the like physical capabilities to be able to pilot the ship but yeah i mean like his arms are always like that right you're like, like
0: Steve, I can't imagine can't that he low. steers that well. I, imagine that he, I don't even think he can grab onto anything.
1: That's true. Yeah, 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 because they're like <laughs> they're like that. It's like a it's, it, it's it, like a square. Connect, his
0: index and
1: his yeah, and his make sure that he can't grab the you know, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. How, how, how his 3PO flying Should <laughs> I get it. Um, they could have me fly. And I would totally believe it. Fair. Fair. Um,
0: And so they go down, and Anakin and Padme have their, like, you're breaking my heart scene. Anakin, only my new powers can save you. And, I don't know, just a little game I decided to play this time was try to figure out where Anakin notices Obi-Wan standing there. Because you never see Obi-Wan walk out. So it's fun to just, at, like, different points in the scene, just be like, oh, does he notice him now? And, like, see just how that affects her interpretation of the scene, but the, yeah. I don't know if you want to play it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Obi-Wan and Anakin have, like, this excellent dialogue that is, I think, my favorite scene in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, where Obi-Wan, you know, basically has to deal with the idea of having to, to kill his, his apprentice, and Anakin is and has the deal with killing his master as he's fallen to the dark side um and just the music the raw emotion the sled set, the set and the background and like the very quickly paced fighting that immediately follows it is all just perfect this scene is like in my opinion flawless I would not change a single thing. It's
1: pretty great
0: I yeah Love it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Maybe that's just because I've like recited it so many times, but it's, it's fun.
1: That's fair, that's fair. Um, this sequence is also amazing, because we get two great battles happening at once. Uh, that being Anakin and Obi-Wan, of course, Battle of the Heroes, and um, Palpatine and Yoda which not a lot of people yeah. talk about, but it's still a great fight. There's a lot of great visuals in that sequence,
0: especially when you realize that it's probably like the two most powerful
1: force users. Yeah, going head to head,
0: it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Um. On that note, I love Yoda going in and just taking out the Emperor's guard. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, It just always cracks me up. Yeah, they I wrote, wrote I wrote Palpatine's argue. red.
1: I wrote Palpatine's red guards suck. Like they're awful at their
0: job. Uh, also, that guy what is, it, is his name? Mas, Mas, Ameda, right?
1: Mas yeah yeah like Meta or like some just some something Standing
0: like that, yeah. there watching this all go Yeah,
1: down. and then and then, and then he just leaves. Then he just walks out.
0: Yeah no um, and so the two of them fight alongside the battle of the heroes, and. Like the Battle of the Heroes, I think is my favorite lightsaber fight uh, ever.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, but there's this point where Anakin mouths something to Obi Wan, and even the
1: subtitles say mouthing. I have no clue what he's saying. Yeah. I wish I could read that. That would that would probably be helpful. But, uh, yeah. What? I wish I could read lips. That would probably be helpful. Oh. right? Because apparently I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: And then I also have to talk about this part that I've always loved, where the two of them are just like swinging their lightsabers like this, not hitting each other for like a solid, like twenty seconds. Yeah. Nice. A bit of an example, but you know. There's like there's a consistent part where they're just swinging around each other. It looks like. Um. And so Yoda, Yoda and Palpatine sort of call it a draw.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I
0: don't know. It just seemed weird for for me, anyway. It seemed weird for the fight to end there. I felt like they both probably could
1: have gone. Yeah. Well, Yoda, Yoda yeah. lost his lightsaber. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. There's that. Um. Are we at? Anakin's, one of Anakin's most iconic lines here?
0: Uh, give me a bit.
1: I, I have just a bit more. Alright, all right, so,
2: all right. Anakin, like, it's,
0: it's another thing that makes this uh, fight so, like, heartbreaking. is These are two men that, like, loved each other and now they're, like, going out of the way not just, not just risking their lives like, fighting each other, but, like, they're, they're doing whatever they can to try to get a hit on, on the other guy while they're, like, balancing on like, some sort of platform, like, dodging lava, and so, like, the fact that they're willing to go to such extents just to try to kill each other, yeah. I think just adds a whole nother layer of heartbreak to this scene. Um, I wrote down grapple and lava. Oh, yeah, the, the scene where they, like, grab a hold of each other, and then the, like, lava shoots up in the background that's very... ...Iconic image in my head. Uh, that's all I have up until
1: Anakin's iconic. Yeah. Fuck yeah. okay. it. Um... So Obi-Wan yells, Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil! And Anakin turns back and says, From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Which is... ...one of the single best lines that Anakin has... ...in the entire series. It's so funny. I mean,
0: to be fair, he had been convinced that the Jedi were, like, literally committing treason it's against... It's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's another reason why it's a good line, because he genuinely believes it. Yeah. Um, in, like, right after that line... Obi-Wan and Anakin, so they're on these robots speeding over the lava, and they speed, like, past these Mustafarians who are just standing there. I wonder what their thought process was, like, the Mustafarians, are they like, are they like oh, just a typical Tuesday, these uh, Force users coming <laughs> around here with their lightsaber battles. I just, I want to know what, what, what they were thinking. Yeah, I forgot to
0: say, uh, just uh, the musical score of Battle of the Heroes is Arguably the the best, I think, out of all of them up there with like the Duel of the Faith and Definitely. the Jedi Temple Mark. Yeah. Um, but like, if you were to ask me which piece is my favorite on any day, most of the time I will probably tell you uh, Battle
2: of the Hero. So good.
0: It yeah. is so good. John Williams, like, hey, he's
2: fine. Finest, yep. Um,
0: and yeah, so. Anakin ends up chopping all of Anakin's limbs off, except for his robotic hand. Yeah. Which is just like the biggest middle thing
1: uh,
0: ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he probably didn't do that on purpose, but yeah. whatever.
1: I mean, Obi-Wan, he did have the high ground, and Anakin went anyway, so. You know, yeah, was... I don't get
0: what Anakin was trying to do there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have moved a little bit like to the side, but no, he, he jumped straight at obi it's true. Um, uh, three And so everyone, you know, they have their like exchange. You were the chosen yeah. one. The,
1: you were my brother, right, and I loved you. Yeah.
0: It's a sad scene as, you know, a mentor watches his apprentice, you know, in pain. But, you know, he knows that it's best just to not save him. Um, and then. 3PO says to Obi Wan, we have Miss Padme on board when he returns. And I'm wondering who we is.
1: <laughs> R2, I guess.
0: Like it was Padme, 3PO, and Obi Wan, unless they had another stowaway.
1: I think like, I I think R2 probably helped. I okay with them, so I don't know who I think it was R2 because R2 was with Anakin Ship. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, so that raises the question of how they got Padme on
1: board. It's true, um, they just pushed her. It was super uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and then, speaking of Padme, uh, she just loses the will to live and dies.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Just her dying of sadness.
0: I, I've heard that that is like technically possible. Yeah. Yeah. I. I it just seems kind of like. Oh you
1: know yeah
0: I don't
1: uh just it's, it's it seems yeah. like shoehorned in there just because they had to find a way to, to kill I think her like off.
0: they couldn't come up with a reason I feel yeah. like if they really wanted a reason they could've just had like I don't know I guess like Anakin's Force show killer or something but then they she wouldn't be able to deliver babies but she can you like cut Babies out of a dead person? I don't
1: know. Uh I think if the mother dies and the baby's still in there then the babies die. <laughs> that seems to be They're a logical uh, path of uh. Well,
0: dead so dead dead, right? do that. I don't know. Big I don't know. That was probably
1: a better one. Oh definitely. Not definitely. that I can think uh, well, uh, big sat shirt certainly ain't it. <laughs> and I just I love the droid just constantly going ooh ba, ooh bah, in the background. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really helping Padme like pass into the pass into the great beyond. The, that's like, the last thing she hears.
0: I want to believe. I want to believe that it's designed to say that because that is like statistically the most relaxing thing to hear, or something. Like they <laughs> they made they made like tests or whatever, and the sound that people most reacted to that relax them was just fun. <laughs> I, I just don't know where that came from because I feel like if you want to calm somebody down, or like she would be speaking the same language. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know what it was. And anyway, then we see, then we see Vader. Um, we see Vader come out. And, you know, he gets rebuilt. The mask comes on, and everything clicks into place. He destroys the Kool-Aid man, and hmm. he just... Um, I'm very happy
1: I'm very happy that James what? Earl Jones played Vader in this one. I'm very happy that we got James Earl Jones for this one bit of voice at the end. That was that was great. That was fantastic. Uh, I don't know. You know, he screams when no. I actually was wondering if that was James Earl Jones. Maybe yeah, it was. Or, it was, it
0: was. I know still hating Christensen
1: in the suit. In the suit, yeah. Yeah, um,
0: and I just want to say that Anakin as a character is a, is a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know,
0: you you can follow his struggles rather rather clearly throughout the throughout the trilogy, and even though his love story is a a mess, yeah, um, and like the source of
1: the worst dialogue to ever come from Star Wars. Uh, and again, as a character, is a pretty good one in the prequels. I guess a better original trilogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe Padme's funeral is next. Right? Yes. Um, we get some Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones cameos from some Gungans, uh, the new queen, uh, Jar Jar, uh, 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 not Jar Jar, uh, Padme's parents, and uh, and sister, yeah. I, I believe. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting is that um, Ahmed Best and Brian Blessed, who who played Jar Jar and Boss Nass, did not play them for this bit. So I think they were... they were really? like be, Because they don't speak. So there's no reason to have mm-hmm. them in there. Uh, like, like there's no reason to pay yeah. them. They could okay. just put them in with CGI. Because that was... Like, this is their only role in the movie. So I just thought that that, that was interesting, that they were in there without the actors playing them. Yeah.
0: Um, let's see here. And then after that, Yoda talks to Obi-Wan about Qui-Gon, which... I didn't realize until now, or not until now. I didn't realize, like, until I watched the Clone Wars, like how little that line makes sense unless you have seen the Clone Wars. Yeah, because like otherwise it's just like what the like what does Qui Gon have to do with anything and what is, what is it that they're going on about and then you realize if you watch the Clone Wars the Qui Gon discovered the secret to eternal life as a Jedi and and all that
1: and then, yeah it definitely seemed like it doesn't really have a place here <laughs> but um it, it, it just seems so
0: so weird like because because this was made without that context backing it up and you know you could say that it was planned out from the start i'm assuming it was but like i, I can i can only imagine what pe- what conclusions people drew of that um Colmar's
1: haven't come out yet, but 6th season sort of come out like, you know,
2: decade.
1: Yeah. It's true. Um, uh, And uh, after that, I believe, is Darth Vader and the Emperor looking out at the the, in-production Death Star. Uh, As you mentioned before, Hayden Christensen did, in fact, um, play Vader in here. Uh, like, physically play Vader, um, which I think was which I think was nice because, like, you know, it, it keeps the feel and the vibe that it is indeed Anakin in there and not, you know, someone yeah. standing in for him, which is cool. We do get uh-huh. a cameo by Grand Moff Tarkin here, a younger Grand Moff I was, Tarkin.
0: I was about to say I have him down in here. Is yeah. it the original actor, like, CGI? No, or?
1: it is a new actor named Wayne Pigram. Um, who just played him, like, because we can only see him sort of from the side, so, like, like he could look vaguely like Peter Cushing, and, like, it wouldn't really have mattered. Um, but, yeah, yeah, They would only do the CGI for um, for row One, which Rogue I thought was interesting. Right. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, if they did that, like, for that, that would be kind of impressive for, like, a five-second scene. Yeah. It came out in 2005. Yeah. Um, and then, after that, uh, this is my final note,
0: uh, Luke got kind of screwed over. Yeah. Because uh, you see him he gets given a moisture farmers and Leia is given to like freaking she's given the title of princess.
2: Ro- royalty, farmers. yeah.
0: Like she's clearly like way better off than Luke is.
1: Yeah. And Oh well. So, Why would they send him to his family? That's such a dumb idea.
0: Like You really think that he wouldn't look there? I don't mean... I mean, if I were... I I would have checked, but I I probably would have some of the kids died with that. That's true. Um, So I I don't think he would have looked all that hard, but you still think that he would have done something about the Lars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, I have... I have a fun fact, and final fun fact about the very end. The last shot. So Joel Edgerton, who plays Uncle Owen in Episodes 2 and 3, he was actually not on set for the filming of this finale because he was off doing something else. So they CGI'd him in later on. So he's actually not physically there, which I think is really interesting because he only, wow. um, because he only physically interacts with Baru when she hands him the baby, but that's seeing him from the back, so it was a different person playing him. Um so I think that's pretty cool. Joel Joel Echtman got paid for doing one shot in front of a green screen of him standing and looking at it at, at, at like at the sun. Like that's like the cushiest job ever, man. The cushiest acting job. I mean come on. Oh
0: well,
1: I can get down. Like um. Yeah. Uh, yep, the best prequel. And uh and-
0: that's pretty cool and last I check is the second on both of
1: our lists. Yes. Um and I said, like it it definitely deserves that spot. The music I think is the best out of the entire
0: uh, sure. saga. Um the characters are all excellent, with a couple of exceptions. Well, like Padme it sort of falls in, in this one. Um but like obi wan
2: Palpatine. Anakin, even Mace Windu—they're all like excellent, excellent characters, um, yeah. Excellent, yeah. and of course, Rey doesn't do So I,
0: and it, obviously, it shows the, like the creation of one of the most iconic movie characters of all time. It shows the fall of it. It it finally gives us the sort of missing link. How this young. You know, hopeful, not hopeful, Like this young Jedi turned into the Dark
1: Lord of the Sith that we know Pretty great movie. Definitely a great one. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So our next review, whenever that comes out, will be Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, Which I think is going to be an interesting one, because I don't know how much I have to say about that movie. So I, I can't imagine I have a whole lot. I I feel like most of my
2: criticisms are going to be repeating sort of the same points but about different things. Yeah.
0: And my, my, my the issue with that movie is the consistency. But we'll we'll see when we get there.
1: exactly. Uh, so for all those of you out there listening to Across the Stars, if you've gotten this far, I mean like goddamn, I am impressed. We're an hour and forty minutes in, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially if you listen to the other two about our movies. Thank you That's for listening true. to us ramble on to
1: We appreciate it. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening or watching whatever medium you are viewing us on. And we will see you all. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Ta Bye bye.